In case some fucking gold pops out. Exactly. And <laughs> you that's never exact- know when that gold is gonna pop out. You never it's true, it's true. Cause sometimes I haven't spoken to you and you're like, oh my god, guess what? And then I might not be recording and the gold I had the best poop. Yes. You're actually on the shitter right now. That's yeah, what could- this is all about. That's the final frontier, dude. Podcasting from the shitter. I couldn't do that. Could you? Uh no. I, I don't even talk on the phone. For example, I've been waiting to talk to this dude uh, for like three days and he finally called me from London and, excuse me, he was calling me while I was on the potty and I friggin' kept declining him because I don't want to talk to people while I'm pooing. It ruins my my mojo. And welcome to Blowhard. Yes, where we talk about poop. We talk about poop, what's important. How you uh, been, brother? All's good. I'm back. I'm back from our family vacation to Big Bear, which was which was nice. I love a Big Bear. Um, oh yes, she has. I didn't even oh my god, I didn't even think of that. We were up, we were up we were up vacationing inside of you. Nooch! Oh my goodness. That, that couldn't was, have been pleasant. Um uh, how was it? A family dude, that must be awesome, like being able to go with your family and just being like that's an incredible thing. No, it it was very nice. And again, when I we almost every single time, it and I hate to say it, but Jordan and I fight on the way, and I'm always feeling a little caca about being put and not being put, but like we went to Tahoe whenever that was, let's say a month ago, and then now we just drove to Big Bear, and then we drove to her sister's for Thanksgiving, which is like two and a half hours away. And each time, you know, it's like, oh God, we got to leave our house for a week and we're going to drive. And, but honestly, it's uh, every time I get there, I have a lot of fun. And I realize, uh, and honestly, the biggest thing is, and I know we're going to have fun and I enjoy the family vacation. We got to take a bunch of video and photos. And Jordan's mom was there and her godmother and her sister and her two kids and her husband. But the problem is, is the driving right now. And I'm hoping when Logan gets, older she'll be able to tell us she'll the, drive no but she could tell she's been getting car sick she gets car sick every time we drive more than like an hour especially big bear and tahoe where we we're taking these windy roads up the mountain and See, she she's could, daddy's girl she's giving you an out well no because we're all it always happens on the mountain where it's already an hour and a half into the trip so we can't turn around and i just feel horrible because the poor, you know, she starts crying and then all of a sudden she'll be like, blah, blah, and start freaking out. And we I'm pull so over, you know, we got to pull over and I feel horrible because I just picture her little heads like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> what are you doing to me? I'm a baby. Yeah. And it's not even like if you're getting car sick, you could be like, pull over, pull over. And then you throw up out the window and it's gone. She's pukes all over herself and in her car seat. And then it smells like puke for the next hour. 
So, and again, not that that bothers me so much, as much as I just feel horrible that she's got to sit in her own puke. It is okay for puke, the smell of puke to bother you, though. No, honestly, anything with the baby doesn't bother me, bro. Like, her, she could poop all over me, and I would just sit and be like, I love you, baby. <laughs> nah. <laughs> this has been a very poopy podcast so far. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, it was good. Everything was really good. It was a really fun. I'm really glad we went. Um, and yes, I, it's been amazing. We went and got a Christmas tree today at the Christmas tree lot. Me, Jordan, and the baby, which again is just another amazing shared moment. So it, it's been cool. You're making milestones, man. You're making memories. You know what I'm sizzlacking, bro? Yeah. Are you present in the memory to know that it's a memory of like, this is the good times? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, I love it, dude. It's like I brought it, bring, I bring my video camera everywhere and take tons of video. And I just picture, especially when you watch like TV shows and, you know, like all of a sudden it'll, it'll be like, uh, whatever, Cynthia's 20th first birthday. And then they play a video of like the dad and the, her when she was a baby to when she was one years old and two years old. And, you know, what I mean, those are the types of shows where I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> thing <laughs> and those are the kind of moments i want to be able to in 20 years have like a a video of just like year after year after year of moments so it'll be you know it's happening captain uh when my uncle uh my uncle cat used to tape every episode of heart to heart he'd never seen the show but he want he figured that it'll be he just he, he would capture he would film every heart to heart on Betamax because basically figured when he, you know, when he, when he retired, he would find the time to sit back and watch uh, some heart to heart. Wow. Heart to heart. Why heart to heart? Do you think? I, I think he was a big fan of Stephanie Powers. The whole thing, he, but he had every, he was obsessive. He never watched the show, but he just wanted to like have that at the ready. Like he basically wanted to like, he would tape them just because the time that he wanted to sit back and watch some heart to hearts. I think that's genius. Michael Cat was, and that was before, like, you couldn't do the on demand shit. You couldn't go to yeah. iTunes. Like, he was just like, man, I think this is a show I'm going to like, and I'm going to I'm gonna collect them all, and maybe we'll be a time I can watch them all. I never asked him if he watched them all. I, I, was, I was wondering that. I was going to say, I wonder if he ever had his marathon. Michael Cat was a very interesting dude. He used to, uh, I, my biggest memory from Michael Cat, he used to be a big fan of Tom Jones and Engelbert Humperdinck. And like my memory of him was him in a sombrero in his underwear and cowboy boots walking around uh, his house singing like Inger, like Quando Quando Quando. Wait, what is the name of the band? It was Ingerbert Humperdinck, and the song is Quando Quando Quando. I don't think I know that band actually. Inger, but... well, it's it's a it's a crooner. It's Ingerbert Humperdinck. He was it. a buddy. He was a buddy of Tom Jones. You know Tom Jones. I know Jim Jones. <laughs> I actually don't know if I know Tom Jones. Really? Tom Jones is like, what's new, Puscat? Whoa, whoa. I'm really oh, I know that. I know the song now. That's, that's Tom Jones. No. Yeah. Here I, here I, that's been one of my favorite songs ever, and I didn't know it was Tom Jones. It wasn't one of my favorite songs, but I know exactly that song. I've, I've seen Tom Jones in concert like 10 times. Some of these older songs, I know them, but I don't know who sings them and, and really haven't heard them in a while. Because when my, I was younger, my mom used to bartend at this bar and she'd drag me into the bar and I'd have to sit there for hours 
why she served drinks and people would be getting drunk in this like little dive bar in our in our town and they'd play stuff on the jukebox and it'd be like i got a pocket full of quarters and i'm going to the arcade yeah and then there was that one song you piss me off you fucking jerk. jerk. Yes. You get on my nerves. Yes. <laughs> yes, bitch. These are songs that I remember from that bar. Um, but yes, yeah, so, you know. I've had a hell of a week so far. Tell me about your week of hell. I started a Kickstarter on a Tuesday. It's been two days. We're 10% of the way. That, I mean, Kickstarting is like, it's, it's. It basically, you're just begging for 30 days. You're it's basically a, it's you're like harassing push. people endlessly and just kind of like, give me money, please. It's and almost I, I, it's, it seems like it's like pushing a um, a a stick shift car up a hill trying to kickstart it. Nooch. I like that analogy. Yeah. No, I mean, essentially, I mean, the thing about it is, is like, look, this is, this is I mean, the Kickstarter is about. I'm kind of doing a follow-up to a movie called May called Small Town Gay Bar, and it's about a bar and that I found in uh, Biloxi, Mississippi. That essentially there's this bar owner um, who's really, really amazing. Her name is Lynn Koval, and she's just got this really great story. She's had the bar open for 21 years, um, and you know, I mean, it's interesting times now. And I just thought it'd be really, really cool to kind of go back and revisit, you know, the small town gay bar in the South and kind of tell a story through uh, the times that we're having today. That do you think now should you are you gonna go just to this one bar? Or are you gonna I thought when when you first told me about it, you didn't really give me an explanation. And I assumed, which I shouldn't have, that you were gonna stop back there and, and catch up with them, which I think is awesome. Cause I always wonder that when you see documentaries, I always wonder like, oh my god, this was made five years ago. I wonder what's going on now at that place or that story or whatever. But I thought you'd also check in on another joint and be like, here's another small town gay bar in Tennessee or New Orleans. Well, I, sad. I mean, the two the two gay bars that we filmed the first one, one burned down and the other one is closed down and it's now a church. What? Uh, one oh, burned down? One one got one got burned down and one uh, turned into a church. It's it's a it's a rough place to be a gay bar. Um, get a dis- so wait, not only did it, it, it so it burnt down, burned but, down to the fucking ground, yeah. But someone actually did it. It wasn't like uh, an oven exploded or something. No, it was an arson. Uh, the bar had been closed down recently, and then they, they burned it down after. It oh, that's horrible. I, uh, I mean, it's you know, it, it, it's it was a really really cool place, and it you know, and the, you know, the story is a small town gay bar, but. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, I wanted to go back. There's going to be a screening of Small Town Gay Bar in Oxford, Mississippi in February. So uh, a lot of the people from Small Town Gay Bar are going to be coming up there and I'm going to, you know, get them on camera. And, you know, I want to do, you know, follow up on those people. But no, it's going to be mainly a focus on this bar in uh, Biloxi, Mississippi. Oh, so it is a different bar then? Yes, it is a different bar. Oh, sorry. That's what I thought. It's a totally brand new bar. It's called the Justice Lounge. We'd never been there before. Um and they're going like to cheers. Is it like where everybody knows your name? Well, the, the cool, well, the cool thing about a small town gay bar is that it's kind of like, that's, it's kind of a misfit bar, right? Like a lot of people, um, a lot of minorities go there, not just gay people. Cause it's kind of a safe place. So it's, it's kind of, it's really important the, you know, to have these places and it, you know, it's, 
it, it, it's kind of uh, I don't know. It, it's it's a story I'm kind of I'm looking forward to telling. I'm, I don't know how I, you know. I'm looking forward to going to the south. I'm a little nervous. I mean, I don't want to build up anything, but it'll be interesting. You'll be it'll be safe. Well, we, <laughs> hope. <laughs> we hope. We <laughs> hope. I was I mean, like, uh, yes. But no. I mean, that's I mean, the important thing is just you know documentarians we got to be on the front lines and i think that there's a really good story to tell so yeah so but just kind of like doing a kickstarter itself is so uh it's 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 very i mean because you feel bad because you're harassing people and you know you're harassing people but, but you're not really... necessarily harassing them if people want to hear the story i think i feel like in the beginning i don't think it's harassing maybe it's harassing towards the end if you have like three days left and you're like emailing people that you know and being like hey man but again i, I think you might have to do that too. Cause my thing with Kickstarter, I always wonder is people will talk about Kickstarters and cool, like camera gear or movies or whatever. And then I'll be like, Oh my God, how did you even find that? Like, how did that's the problem? I feel like as long as you get people get the word out there and people know it's happening, I'm sure people who saw the first one, all, all most of those people I would imagine right there are, are in, in for, you know, something. Well, it's about, yeah, I mean, it's, it's about, I mean, that's the big thing is building awareness and like people see it and they're like, oh, I'm not going to donate right now. And you forget about it. So like for 30 days, you've got to be very consistent. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, the Kickstarter, it's it, the movie Southern pride. It's on Kickstarter. If anybody's interested, we use all they'll be get. And I'm doing it through Christmas and everything. And it's like, when you're doing a Kickstarter, you're like going to different sites. Like it's a really insane thing to manage. Cause you've just got to keep getting your word out there and all you're doing is harassing people for 30 days so it's kind of it's a very it puts you in a very weird mental space no wait a um sorry is kickstarter what you did for the last small town gay bar no uh, small town gay bar it was actually paid we had a private financer but this one we've got to do really really quickly um because essentially uh we we want to start filming uh right around when uh, the inauguration happens and that's ah, in yes yes but so, sorry, and but you've done Kickstarter in the past, so you know how. Reason I was asking that is because I was wondering the last project you did was Kickstarter, correct? Because my I, next question is: Have you ever tried any of the other sites that do the fundraising? Yeah, I did a Kickstarter for Continental, which we succeeded. We did two campaigns, and we succeeded. Um, and that movie, we're still trying to get that movie out there. There's been a lot of um problems and stuff it had a really good festival run we finished the movie it got really really well received but uh it's really hard getting distribution right now but we're <clears throat> we've been looking at a bunch of different models on how to get it out there um <clears throat> and i did uh we uh we're, we're i'm filming a movie right now we finished we're in post-production uh called phantom winnipeg the kind of we we did an indiegogo for that I like, indiegogo there you go that's yeah. the other one i knew there was a couple different sites so the one indie Indiegogo is you get to keep all the money if you don't make it. And Kickstarter, you got to make all your money or you don't keep it. And with this movie, I was like, if this movie is supposed to get made, it'll get made. And this is what you know. This is what I need to go down there. And if people want to see it, it'll happen. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. So the move you're saying for Kickstarter, if let's say the goal is fifty grand, if you make fifty grand, then boom, everyone gets their stuff. And the movie gets made. Yes. If, with Indiegogo, you're saying if the goal's fifty grand and you make forty grand, you the movie doesn't get made, and you don't have to give anybody their prize. Uh, the the campaign stuff. Well, I mean, you have to. 
I mean, you have to still make the movie, but essentially, like, you know, Phantom of the Paradise, sorry, Phantom of the uh, Phantom of Winnipeg, we didn't hit our goal, but essentially, I found other money to make it, and we had a lot, we had time to do it. You know what I mean? So I wasn't really worried. I was like, okay, if we don't get all of our money, there's other resources. This movie, it's kind of like there's, it's you know, there's a set time period has to be made in. So if we don't get all of the money, there's no use taking anybody's money because, you know, it could only yeah. be made right now at this certain time. So I figured that instead of taking people's money, you know, I want to be able to make sure I can make the movie. So, you know, yes, yeah, that, so I get what you're saying. Yeah. So with this movie, I didn't want to just take people's money and there ever be a risk of me not making it. So I just said, if I get all the money, I'll make it. If I don't, you know, that's, you know, the people have spoken and it's not a movie that needs to be seen. Words, son. Let me tell you, times are tough. A lot going on in the world right now. One thing that makes things a lot better is when I go to Glow's place, my mother's house, and waiting for me there, because it's my, I use my mother's house as my mailing address, is a loot crate. I love loot crate, man. Loot crate's full of all kind of nerdy goodness. Uh, you get toys, you get t-shirts, you get all kinds of stuff. It's all geek, all good. It's like giving yourself a gift. You could be the envy of your friends and get your 100% exclusive crates at lootcrate.com slash blowhard. And enter my code BLOWHARD to save $3 off any new subscription. Wait until I tell you about December's crate. It will have you fighting the power. On a quest for epic gear, housewives, and collectibles, Loot Crate has it. Loot Crate offers an epic range of pop culture items for less than $20 a month. Want to geek out your pet? Try Loot Pets. Get ready for December's rebellious theme, Revolution. They're always watching. They've designed a system to keep you down and they're meddlesome. Hello, friends. It's time for Revolution. December's crate features exclusive items from Assassin's Creed, Mr. Robot, Firefly, our monthly t-shirt and pin, and more, including an exclusive Funko Pop. Do not wait. You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific nine, on the 19th of December to subscribe for December's crate. When it's over, it's over. No more crates. Go to lootcrate.com slash blowhard and enter my code blowhard to save $3 off any new subscription. Do it today. Dude, you know one fucking story that I've always loved? I mean, it's, it's there's a sadness to the story, but it's a story that I've always found fucking really fucking uh, really cool was uh, one time you met a pretty famous actor at a, at a benefit. Uh, well, sort one, of. One, one by the name of Jack Nicholson? <laughs> sort of met him. I mean, he he, he turned, he, he ignored me, but that was. What? <laughs> he did. I, I tried to take a photo with him. Um, and well, tell I'll me, need tell the build up. Like, yes. I mean, give me, get the build up going because I explained to peeps. So it was cool because it was, it was. So I believe we had just done Mallrats. Chase, it was Chasing Amy. Was it Chasing Amy? All right, so yeah, we had done Chasing Amy and Mallrats and some stuff. Um, so my point is, is like I, I feel like I wasn't really used. Like I didn't get the I didn't get to come to LA a lot. I think I had been to LA like tw two or three times. Uh, you know, I only I only shook hands and and uh, and rub brushed shoulders with a couple people that I had watched on the big screen and stuff or TV and, and was, ex um, and so not only did I get to go to California, I hadn't been to premieres really any parties. Um, so this was a big deal. It was an AIDS benefit. Um, and it was really big thing that so much so that 
the Weinstein's Miramax, sorry, the Miramax flew us out on the private Miramax jet. So not, not only was it I at one of my first charity big parties where you had to wear a suit and tie, which was a big deal to me. I never been there. You have to dress a suit and tie. I wore a blue uh, blazer or suit jacket, which was very, I, I thought was, you know, a little different. <laughs> if it was a black a black and white tie, I think it was a black tie event, but I'm not sure. Um, so it was the first time I ever was on a jet, which was awesome because I mean, it was crazy to me. Like, uh, it jets, jets to me are, are just insane. If you could fly like that all the time, and not even because of the actual comfortability or the size of the plane or what it is, that's definitely a bonus. Like we were able to sit on the couch. This was way back in the day, and this is bad, kids. Don't do it. Don't start. But you could smoke. We were smoking on the jet, dude, back then, It was, which was absurd to me. I was like, you can smoke in a plane on a couch and sleep, lay down? Well, the um, Miramax jet was called the Flying Ashtray. Oh, it, it was crazy, bro. It was crazy and awesome because, again, I had never experienced the actual – I can't believe, thinking back – I can't believe I never flew on an actual commercial plane where you could smoke. And and the thought of that seems crazy to me. Uh, you know what I mean? It just seems crazy that people used to sit there and puff, puff, pass on a plane. But anyway, on the jet, yes, we, we were able to smoke. So um, You know, I, one of my first experience on a jet. I'm going to cut you off for a minute. No, go for it. Your first experience. I had a fucking... Uh, I got to fly in the, uh, on a private jet once because of Kevin, of course. And the reason we had to fly in the jet, it was during Jay and Bob, and they were doing press uh, for Jay and Bob. And Kevin had to wake up early in the morning in New York City, do Howard Stern, get in a get on a private jet, fly from New York to Los Angeles, do the Jay Leno show. Then after the Jay Leno show go back on a jet and come back to New York and to get up to do press in the morning. So we flew from New York to LA back to New York, did the Howard Stern show, the Jay Leno show all in one day. That was fucking weird and insane. Yeah, I'm not kidding. But wait, you're saying that you got to, you guys flew on the jet because they needed you to get there and back and such quick. Well, they needed Kevin to get there. Like they, yeah, needed, Kevin, <laughs> they needed Kevin to do the Howard Stern show. Yes. And then, so he did the Howard Stern show and then he flew because they wanted to do the Tonight Show, which was a big fucking deal, of course. So they're both two big deals. They didn't want to miss it. So they flew Kevin from New York to LA and back to New York because he had to be back in New York to do press in the morning. Dang, son. Yeah, fucking bi-coastal fucking same day, motherfucker. What and so you got to go with him on the jet. I was a tag along, yes. And how and was, was how was the jet? Like, was it a night? Was it sweet? Was it big? What was it? I mean, it's it's a private jet. Like, it's like, as you were saying, it's completely so fucking weird because it's just like, like never in the million years did I ever think that I'd be on a private jet. There's no reason for me in a private jet. So you just feel like this. It just it, it feels like just another world. It's just like there's couches. There's you know, it's casual. You get smoke. You get to make, order what you want to eat. To, 
and the bathroom is fucking amazing <laughs> like it's just kind of like it, it's just it's it's like a it's like a hotel room in the sky it's crazy well and i think one of the best things about it honestly again the the, the planes are awesome but to me what's great is being able to drive on the the tarmac or whatever runway and you literally pull up to the plane and then you get to go up on the plane sometimes sometimes you have to go through like the little tiny security area but it, like you literally are just pulling up dropping your bags and then maybe you have to walk through a little thing and sh- whatever but um yeah that that's amazing to me because you don't have to freaking run through the airport hoping you don't miss a plane and whatever you know it's it, it it's, it's the really ultimate amazing. deck and it's insane like literally you pull up in a limo on a fucking tarmac and you jump on a private jet it's not something that's normal at all and it's fucking it, it's, for it's some it is huh huh i said for some people it is normal huh i guess i mean it's something <laughs> i mean like i don't i mean it, it, it seems it's so decadent it just seems like so fucking decadent to me and like anybody who can do it all the time all the power to them but it's just like it just seems so decadent. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I have a buddy who his uh, dad uh, lives lives like twenty minutes, I guess, but it's a long, windy road and all that. And he works in the city, and he has his own pr- helicopter, and he flies his helicopter to work every day to the office, which I think is pretty cool. Because again, it's like you know, it's it's just like a twenty minute jump, and he can do it. So. I don't know. It's, in his uh, helicopter. In his helicopter. How awesome would that be? Like, hey, like you're where you're at now at your apartment on your roof. You just walk up to your roof, get on your helicopter, Malcolm, and you get to fly into your production office. I don't. I, I don't. If I had a helicopter, <laughs> I would call it. I'd call it my whirly burly. Nice. Yeah, I like it. Be, I'd be like, yeah, man, I'm going to get my whirly burly. So back to you and Jack Nicholson that I, I interrupted. <laughs> yeah. So Jack Nicholson. So we're at this party. Private jet was amazing. Um, and it was honestly such a surreal like situation because we're at a table. Um, we're at a table, Kevin and I, with Jillian Anderson, Michael Keaton, Jennifer Jason Lee, um, and uh, behind us, you know, it was like Robert De Niro and all these people like Tom Hanks. It was just crazy. I mean, honestly, so you're like, are you talking to Michael? Like, are you having a conversation? I, with no, I, had, I really didn't say much to anyone. Like, I felt really uncomfortable. I didn't feel like I had anything to say, but I'm the only fool with a camera. So I brought a camera and it wasn't like an iPhone or something where you're like, hey, I have my phone with me. It's my iPhone. Um, you know, I literally brought a like uh, snap photo camera with me and it had like a little neck strap um, because I'm like, I got to get some pictures. So I, as as the uh, evening goes on, I'm snapping some uh, freaking sneak shots. I have a picture of which wasn't very nice, but I have a picture of Jennifer Jason Lee and, and it wasn't on purpose to get her while she was eating. But she's like putting food in her mouth, and I feel you know, um, don't take cannons of ladies and they're eating. Dude. No, it wasn't good, but again, I wasn't planning on her like taking a spoonful of food. I just was like, I gotta get a picture, look how close I am. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty crazy. I touch her, yeah, don't touch seriously. <laughs> so I uh took that picture, and then I see um. Jack Nicholson, I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to get a picture with him. So I see him take a picture with a, a young lady, 
really cute young lady. And I'm like, all right, man, I'm, I can do it. She, she did. I'm going to make my move. And I went up and asked them and I was like, Oh, excuse me, Mr. Nicholson. Um, can I get a picture with you? And he just looks me in the face, turns around and, and just walks away. And I, I felt like such a fool <laughs> sincerely. Like, honestly, I never asked. I don't, I've never asked really people for pictures anymore since, since that scenario, because I felt like such a, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm a fool. But, uh, but later on, Kevin, luckily Kevin asked, um, we got a picture him and I of, of me, him and Michael Keaton, Batman, Fuck Kevin, the Joker. you got yeah, Batman. Exactly. And Batman, uh, Kevin had his Batman pin on and his jacket, the pictures out there. I believe he had posted it at some point somewhere. So, um, yeah, it, it was, it was a really cool um surreal scenario with all the people there and 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 again it was early early on i hadn't been to a lot of parties or premieres or anything and and been in that situation so it was it was a good time it was a good time so it, like me like meeting jack nicholas and stuff like in your life who who have you met that you've been like holy fuck i can't believe i'm meeting this person like you're like you know, Jack Nichols is probably, I guess you can't really say you met him, but there's a people who have been maybe more gracious than Jack Nichols. Um, I mean, there's definitely been, like, I had, I, I've, it's not someone like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm sitting here with, but almost that to that point is I'm a huge fan of uh, the show Hercules and Legendary, Legendary Journeys. Um, and I, I've like, I've got, I've been at a couple of these comic book conventions that I do and I got to meet him and I've sat down and chatted with him later on. I got to do Who's a, him. I've done a movie with him. Uh, it, it's uh, Kevin Sorbo. You've done a movie with Kevin Sorbo. Yeah. I, I was only in like one scene, but it was called like pool boy or something like that. Were you in a scene with Sorbo? Uh, I was, I believe I was, was I believe I fucking- was. You don't even fucking meet your heroes. You fucking flat out act with them. You know, it was exciting, bro. Honestly, it's it's uh, it's been. I've got to work with some cool people. I've got to uh, meet, work with, uh, especially these shows like Bruce Campbell's been at a couple of these conventions where I'm like, uh, but I get afraid. Like I don't want to ever like because I'll walk in the green room and like literally there'll be a table and it'll be like Sam Raimi, Ted Raimi. Bruce Campbell at one table over here will be like, um, you know, uh, freaking all the people from the walking dead, Norman Reedus and Michael Rooker. And I don't know. It's, it's very interesting. Uh, I'm always just, I usually walk in. I'm like, hello. Bye guys. See you later. You know, it's so charming with that. <laughs> I remember when, I remember when dogma played at the Lincoln center in New York. Remember that big fucking screen. Did you go to that? Or were you sick? Oh my god, bro! I so funny you said that. I didn't go because I passed out because I was sick. You're right, dude. I was there, and I you actually... didn't go to the Lincoln Center, dude. That was the big premiere of Dogman. I like. I'll never fucking forget. I'm gonna tell you what happened, and then you tell me what happened with you. Because I remember going to that fucking screening. It was amazing. Like every like Ben and Matt were there. Rock was there. Like everybody. It was a huge star-studded thing. And um, like it was the it was the big New York film festival premiere of the film, and like the entire cast was there. It was fuck. It was nuts. And I remember Matt Damon said to Kevin, like, just kind of like after you, like when the movie was over, 
and we're waiting by the wings to, you know, for, you know, the applause to die down for them to go out. Like basically Matt Damon is just like that kid absolutely stole that movie. Like, look at all of us. And that kid stole it from all of us. And you did like dogma is such a, you are so fucking amazing. That movie. And that last shot of you with the gun gets the, got the most applause in the theater. People went fucking nuts. You've got fucking rock Damon Affleck and Muse and fucking Muse. Yeah. Like, you got the most applause and people went nuts. And fucking, it was a, a moment of fucking all time. And where were you, Jason? I was sucking dick for beer money. No, I'm wow. just kidding. Yeah, I, my fault. <laughs> I, uh, I honestly, I, I, I don't remember if I was actually at. I feel like I might have made the premiere. Don't get me wrong. I feel like I was actually at the screening, but it was the party afterwards. We took. Uh, I actually brought a girl that I was dating at the time, Stephanie, to the premiere, and we. We were drinking and boozing and doing hooting and hooting and hollering. And I believe we went back to the hotel and we passed out. And we missed the everything. But we might have missed. I think we might have missed the premiere. I feel like we did the red carpet. And then I went to go back to the hotel while the screening was going on. And I was going to come meet up with everyone after. And I think I passed out, bro. I, I honestly can't remember if I made the actual part of the screening uh, or, or not. I know I missed everything else. I remember it was one of those moments where she even she had to leave. And it was the last time I saw her, I think. There was that I think that was the very last time I ever saw her. Um I it was one of those moments, bro. Did you ever like you were supposed to be somewhere that was gonna be amazing? I don't know. Let's say you were gonna meet freaking I don't know, you were gonna meet your the president. <laughs> the old president and like you you're drinking and you're like oh, i'm gonna get some beers in me i'm gonna get loose up i'm gonna get ready to go and then you pass out and you wake up at like three in the morning everybody's gone everything's over and you're just laying there like what did i do i can't believe i fell asleep i can't believe and you're like kicking yourself in the do you know what i'm talking about or when no? i was dude when i was young I had a party at my house for some fucking, I have no idea why I did it. Uh, my parents like lived in a, you know, on a nice street and stuff. Uh, and uh, they were going away for a day. They're going to a wedding like three hours away. And so I decided like, I was heavily influenced by movies like animal house and stuff. I was like, I want to have a fucking party to end all fucking parties and fucking, I moved all of the furniture on the main floor of my house into the living room. Like, I seriously just fucking clued everything into the living room. I drew a map where to put everything back. And, like, I just had an open fucking party where, like, 300 people showed up. The cops showed up. It was a total mess. And I started hard. I was passed out in my own puke by 10 o'clock. <laughs> I missed the entire party. I woke up to the aftermath. The worst part. And I had to fucking get my house back together before my fucking parents got home. And was it was one of those moments you're saying where you're like, oh my god, I missed everything. Well, yeah, because I literally I fell asleep in my own. I I fell uh. asleep on my own sick, and like fucking, I'm sure, and I fell asleep like right in the middle of the party. So I'm like, the host of the party is fucking all messed up in his own sick in the middle of it. His own sick, <laughs> you silly boy. So fucking, what are you doing about Christmas? You got your Christmas presents lined up? I do not have any Christmas. Pre I, you know, this has a, been a tough, this is a tougher. 
I'm just not, I think I've been focused so on like, oh, I want to get the baby this. I want to get the baby that. And I've been so excited about like having the baby and and uh, being able to get the, do, you know, get the baby a bunch of stuff. I really haven't got now, any ideas your, for other people. Is your baby past the phase where she could be just as into the box as she is into the gift? Like, is she like into like toys and stuff or is she just like objects? No, she's into the toys. I, I mean, she's definitely, she's definitely into the. She's going to be into getting like she loves. We got a scooter for. Her. She has a scooter now. She's been going. She's she's very. She likes a lot of puzzles and stuff. She loves okay. like pu- putting these. Like she has that box with the squares and the circles and all the different shapes. Um, and she just loves putting taking things apart and putting them back together and stuff. So. Um, yeah, she, we, there's lots of things I want to get her. Jordan and I have been discussing, uh, Jordan, you know, I don't know. We, we sort of have different opinions on some stuff, but we'll see. We'll make it, we're going to make it happen. But yes, I know what I want to get Jordan, but Jordan's tough because Jordan, like literally last year I got her a computer. Her computer was, was literally like the screen would turn off and she'd have to like repower it up for it to work. Um, but it was only like a year and a half old. So she's like, I don't want you to, so she made me, she made me return the computer, um, that I got her for Christmas. And so like, just stuff like, that's just an idea of like, she's tough because she doesn't really want anything ever. And like, won't really say, or if it's too much money, then she wants to bring it back. I I don't know. So I still have to think her out. Kevin's tough. Kevin's tough. Kevin's a tough one too, but. Um, the last couple of years I've gotten lucky right now. I don't know, but the last two Christmases, it just happened that he mentioned something that was like either, I don't remember exactly what it was, but he was like, Oh man, this, I think last year, actually I got him like Bose headphones or something because I think it was something like he had mentioned on the plane, like, oh man, my freaking bows broke because he had these like little earbuds on. And I was like, oh, get out of here. And he's like, yeah, I broke. He's like, I have to get uh, some new new ones or whatever. And he just, so I got lucky with something like that. And and the year before, same thing. Like he had mentioned that he needed something. Uh, this year, I have no idea. And he's tough. He's tough because, again, most time he'll get stuff. He'll see something that he likes, and he'll get it. Hello, everybody. Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Post your job in one place is enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites. Now you can. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter.com has been used by over 1 million businesses. And right now, my listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash blowhard. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash blowhard. One more time, try to get for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash blowhard. And now on a blowhard.
Now, is there a certain amount of loot that you want to spend? Like, you're like, I don't want to spend 10 bucks. Like, are you like, what is our price range when you're looking to shop for Kevin? Um, no, there's really not a, pr- no, I don't. I mean, I definitely wouldn't want to spend only 10 bucks, but there's no set limit. Like, I don't say like, well, it's got to be at least 50 and no more than this because, you know, I just, again, if, if, if it's something I know he's going to like, then depending if it was only $50, then I would just get it. Um, but yeah, but usually you're right. I guess in the past, even if it's something where I'm like, oh my gosh, he's going to love this star Wars pen. It was 45 bucks. I'll usually probably get him something else because I feel like I need to get him, you know, something, at least a couple nice things or one big, nice thing. Now, what does he usually get you? What did he get you last year? Uh, oh, he got me these headphones that I really, really wanted noise cancellation headphones, uh, for uh, the parrot, they're called parrots. Uh, the noise, they're amazing. They're honestly my favorite headphones and they're perfect for traveling. Like I wear them, uh, um, you know, I travel a bunch on the planes and they're perfect for planes because, um, you know, someone could be next to you screaming and you wouldn't be able to hear it. So they're pretty sweet, but yeah, he got me that last year. Um, so do you, do you go over there Christmas morning? Yeah, we we usually go down. We usually go by Christmas morning. Usually they they let us know when because again it always changes. You know, sometimes there's been a few years where literally they'll be like, "Yeah, come over tomorrow morning at like freaking you know seven a.m." <clears throat> and then some year some years they're like, "Oh, don't come over till you know like eleven or something." So you know, I don't know. It really depends. But yeah, we usually go over. I'm gonna actually try to see. I was telling Jordan actually. Uh, that I, and I was talking to Harley about it. That I'm gonna see, try to get I, them to come to our house this year. Really? Yeah, I want them to come by, uh, come Look to our house you. and You're see like, us. Hey, wait a minute, I got a house. Exactly. Exactly. I don't think there's a chance in hell that's gonna happen. We'll see. We'll see. I'm not saying it would happen or will All happen, right. but no, 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 I know. Uh, I'd like to hear the request goes. I will let you know. I've been to your house. It's a beautiful house, whatever. But I don't know, Kevin. As you might be a man who doesn't like to leave his house, Kevin is a man who does not like to leave his house. Oh, of more. course not. Of course not. But again, we we go there pretty all, every year, so I think it would be nice, especially we got the little baby. So, you know, let that, spend, we'll see. I spend Christmas alone. Oh, come on. No. I do. I totally do. Why? I get into the... Well, cause ever since my, like, I don't know, it, it's weird. Cause ever since my father passed, like Christmas is kind of weird. And, um, and it's basically my brother lives out West, so he doesn't come around for Christmas. So it's my mother and my two sisters. And it's kind of like, it's, it's, you know, I'm kind of the odd man out literally. So I'm kind of like, eh, like I love him all to death, but you know, I, I, I I don't fit in. So I usually kind of, I stay home, I stay home and I get real drunk and melancholy. And I watch for a lot of times I watched, uh, for like six years in a row, I watched uh, Spike Lee's uh, uh, When the Levees Broke. Every For some weird reason, I watched it every year. I guess to give me perspective to make me extra sad. It's a great documentary Spike Lee made about uh, Hurricane Katrina. But uh, I used to watch that on Christmas, like literally for every year for six years. And now I just get drunk and melancholy. Wait, wait, wait. You watched a documentary about... <laughs> it's about it's like, it's like these families were put out of their home and well, no, are on okay, the street. I mean, the thing about it, it's, a, it's a very powerful documentary. I mean, it's not... 
you know, it's 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 kind of you see the good and bad in people. It's a really wonderful kind of um, just examination of people in, in a crisis, and it's it's literally you see the great you see the greatness of people, and you see some horribleness of people. But it's a really it's a very human. It's one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. Anybody who hasn't seen it? It's called When the Levees Broke. It's by Spike Lee, and it's fucking it's amazing. But yeah, I just it, and it's such a great film that I just wanted. It was special, so I would watch it because it was something that I really loved, and it was a special thing to do. And you're gonna do it this year, you think? No, no, no. This now, now I just kind of get again. I just get drunk, sad. I, I try, uh, you know. I or, think you're or, gonna or, have or someone. One, one of the funniest things is to fucking, and I've done this before, like hooking up with dudes on gay apps on Christmas, and you're both just so fucking like. It's so funny because it's it's it's. It's such a nasty version of sex because it's just like you're both fucking emptied alone on Christmas. <laughs> so it's just fucking like, let's just get fucking dirty. <laughs> it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. It's Mother. all like Christmas all over my face. <laughs> it's snowing. Yay. Here's a yeah, white Christmas. Yeah, that's about it. So, yeah. So, I mean, I guess my Christmases are now a little more, you know. Glooming. Gloomy sure. and gloomy. I mean, but it's not, yeah. but I, I, it's something like, you know, if I wanted to, I'm sure I could find some cheer. But like, you know, sometimes it's good to just revel in the misery of it. Well, when's the last time you were down here for Christmas? At oh my Kevin's? God, I've been down there. I mean, I was there for Thanksgiving last year. I haven't been in there for Christmas in a long time. Um, last time I think I was there was I was with the Cub, Chris. That was oh a long time, goodness. like ten years ago. Wow. Has it been yeah. that long? I, for some reason, I thought you were here before that for Christmas, but um, I mean, I've I've been there for a, like a lot of Christmases. Oh before. no, I know, yeah, but no, since then I haven't really, you know. It's been a while since you happen to be That's down so this way for Christmas, yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely think uh, I don't think you should. St- I think you're gonna have some. You're gonna meet someone or get invited somewhere. As, or something Maybe I'll this fall Christmas. in love for Christmas. Yeah, I have a feeling you're gonna fall in love for Christmas. Is that what your wish? Is that your your Christmas wish for me? <laughs> yes, exactly. That's that's gonna be my present for you. Oh, I want to fall is... in love for Christmas. <laughs> I'm gonna fall in love for Christmas. Uh, or what if you me, just have me. some nice sex? Uh, maybe you'll meet. Yeah, maybe you'll go to call one of these dudes on the app, and instead of it just being like mean hate love, it'll be like real love. It'll be like girl. You'll meet a dude who's like. I hate being this way. And you'll be like, yeah, well, let's do this. And then you guys, you could start dating on Christmas. And that'll be your anniversary. Right? Could happen, dude. You think I, like, one- I like that. That's a nice positivity. Yeah. I don't yeah. think it'll be that way. I see more of a desperate, drunken, lusty kind of thing. But <laughs> your way sounds your way sounds nice. Thanks. Good. I like Jason. It. We have some questions. That we have. To oh, answer. let's hear these suckers, baby. We got to jump into some questions, sir. Yes, we do. All right. You ready for the first question? Yes. You ready to go? I'm ready. Ready to rock it. There might there might be. Uh, we'll, we'll see if there's some. Okay. Hi, Malcolm and Jason. Great new show. Already in my top five favorite podcasts. That's pretty good. Nice, yeah. Uh, just a quick question for you both. If Malcolm had to have sex with any famous woman, who would it be and why? And if Jason had sex with any famous man, who would it be and why? Ooh. Keep up the fantastic work. Thanks for making my shitty job go by much quicker with your show. And that's from Robin UK. There you go. 
<laughs> I do. I like, that's a good question. Uh, do you want me to start? Uh, yeah, sure. Let's hear. Let's hear the woman that you would love. The woman, to have sex and with. I've jerked off to this woman many a times. Ooh. There's a little secret. This is a woman, literally Jennifer Connelly, circa the Rocketeer career opportunities. Jennifer Connelly in a white wife beater on a uh, on a toy horse in career opportunity is the sexiest thing I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Okay. So is- Jennifer Connelly, hands down, I think is is the celebrity. The, I, I think she's 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 the one. Rocket. I mean, now, I mean, fuck. I mean, I'd take you know Jennifer Connelly anytime. But like that, it's like her and the Rocketeer and Career Opportunities. Literally, I've spanked to it when I've you know I mean I've probably spanked to it in the past two years thinking about it because nice. it's just I mean she's just there's just a there's a perfection to her. I think that she's. She's absolutely gorgeous. She's, you know, has a wonderful presence and fucking that body is ridiculous. Dude, can you see her boobies a little bit in the in the movie? Is that the white? And what's top? funny, because there is a movie called The Hotspot that she's in where you could see her fucking naked, but that's not where I go for. I like the titillation. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like the wife beater isn't naked, so you don't see bare boobs, but you could just see a hint of like some nippleage. Well, you see some fucking really nice cleavage, and yeah, you see a oh, little taste. I like get that. a little taste. I'm getting a heart on right now. Wow. Oh, dude, it's fucking <laughs> But that that would be mine. Who would be yours? All right, so mine's a guy, right? I got a fucking dude. Say Kevin. Just say it. I got a fucking dude. You want to say? You want to say Kevin? Just say it. No. Solid Bob. No, I gotta. I'm gonna really think this through, bro. I'm really gonna fuck someone hard. Nang. Um. Let's think about it. Uh. I would say. I would say. Kevin Sorbo. No. Let's say. Tom Welling. 10 years ago. Tom Welling? Yeah. I thought he was sexy. Really? Yeah. Now, would you want to fuck him or would you take it? Oh my gosh. I would fuck him. I wouldn't take it. I couldn't put anything on my butt. Now, what about would you suck on Would you suckle on his dingle? <laughs> no, I mean, that's. I don't think the guy's. <laughs> that's really thinking it through too much, man. I don't know about. <laughs> I don't know if I want to think about sucking on dingles and stuff. <laughs> I'm just going with the question, dude. It's just kind of I don't know. I would I would gladly eat the muff of Jennifer Connelly. I would do it fucking happily. Yeah, I think that's a little I different. Yeah, maybe not. A smile on my face the whole time, lapping it up. I don't know. I wouldn't. I don't think I'd want to suck it. He just said, "Fuck it," right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just. Be- I don't want to suck it. Thing. All right. No, you you don't have to suck it. You could fuck it. So you would All fuck right, a young you Tom Welling. There you go. That's interesting. All right. Nice. So All did right. you watch Broads? Did you get a chance to Dude, no, Broads? I'm an asshole and I didn't watch it, honestly. Uh, okay. Because, and again, not because I'm like, I'm not going to watch this. Just, uh, of course, since our last, in, uh, last podcast and we talked about that. We had gone to Big Bear and I've been away and sh- and stuff. Okay. So, but I will watch it a hundred percent. Next, okay. It, yes. What is it again? But I feel bad because I'm Broad City. Because I'm actually messing up. Uh, Pub City. No, Broad City. Broad City. Broad City. Hold on. You know. Oh, I don't want to mess with. I'll text thing. it to you. Please text it to me. I will. No um, but I will definitely because again, I feel like then I'm not. Um, you know, I'm not giving. If it's totally fine. No, you, 
bus- busyness happens, we can totally pick it up next week. It's not a problem at all. Sweet. Have you watched anything new though? That not that I asked or anything that asked you to watch, but just that you might have seen or watched or. No, I mean I kind of like I have the standard things. Like I watch Modern Family a lot. Oh, love it. I like I watch Modern Family. I watch uh, South Park. I watch uh, my favorite show is uh, John Oliver. John uh, Oliver, what's that? It's like last week tonight. Last week tonight. It's like he used to be on uh, the Daily Show. Oh, it's a talk show. Gave, yeah, it's, it's kind of a, it's a political show. And he was great, but he yeah. kind of stopped doing that after after the election. He stopped. He's on hiatus. Um, and I like Samantha B. Who's all? I really like those political talk shows. Sweet M- Modern Family though is amazing. Modern oh. Family is great. I still love. I still like The Simpsons. Has been do really good lately. I've been watching a lot of Simpsons and South Park. South Park is a show that fucking never got. That show is still fucking brilliant. I'm yeah. swearing I feel bad. But no, South Park is still a brilliant show. Matt, How many Matt, seasons is that now? I think they're at like 20. And and Simpsons got to be like 30, huh? Simpsons, I think 27, I think 26 or 27. Wow. But I mean, South, like, so, like Matt, like, you want to talk geniuses, man. Matt, Matt, Matt and Trey, Trey Parker and Matt Stone are probably two of the most brilliant. Like, have you seen that show, The Book of Mormon? Yes. Yes. Oh, my God, is that good? Yes. Look at us gush. Joseph Smith, don't fuck the baby name. Um, I did. All right, Jason. Thank you, brother. You've you've done a podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time, sir. You can check my Kickstarter out at uh, Southern Pride. Just go to Kickstarter, find Southern Pride. We can really use the help. It's a really cool story. If you have any questions about it, you can uh, follow me on Facebook. Uh, it's under Malcolm Ingram or Twitter, or I'm on Instagram under Malcolm Ingram. I'm happy to answer any questions. Please send us questions for the podcast to yes. uh, blowhardbox at gmail.com. And Jason, do you have anything you'd like to add? Follow me at jmuse, J-Y-M-E-W-E-S, Facebooks and all that stuff. I'll say what's up to y'all. Thanks for listening. And I will, uh, I will see y'all next week. Snitch to the dooch. Yes. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at smodcast.com. <laughs>